previously on Nexus Watch. After surviving a horrific crash and the threat of being swept up in a hurricane, our heroes finally arrive at Sunrise Cove. You'll be able to see Sunrise Cove. The guard towers are both down and there's some flooding in the town as well. A clandestine foray into the town brings Blue and Darius to Feppo's place, only to be under the gun once again. You know, I can shoot looters, no problem. Will this be the end for our two heroes? Find out on this episode of Nexus Watch. Forget everything you think you know. This reality you cling to is but a single universe amidst infinite possibilities. Worlds of dark and light and everything in between. But when reality itself is at stake and the threats become existential, there's only one organization that will answer the call. The protectors of the multiverse. Nexus Watch. get in mm -hmm. slide in you're in about ankle deep water well it's like knee deep to blue um uh, it's, it is very dark in here as you get in the door closes behind you and you'll hear a voice you know i can shoot looters no problem where's the voice coming from and so uh it's off to the side behind a barrier he sort of leans out he's gecking mm-hmm He's got uh, a laser submachine gun in his arms, and his tail is holding a pistol. Nice. I never learned how to do that. <laughs> Darius uh, puts his hands up and is like, eh, 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 sunrise, sunrise. He's like, yeah, in a few hours. Uh -oh. And he kind of looks at you and he goes, he goes, oh, you guys are enforcement agents. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, uh, next uh, open his, open his uh, coat where his badge is. I was wondering when, if, if you guys were ever going to get here. Uh, sorry, we uh we got a little held up along the way. That happens. Yeah, pl the planet's kind of crawling with racist Saurians. I'm sure you've noticed. Well, yeah, I'm surrounded by them. And giant snakes and giant crocodiles. Yeah, those are mostly outside of town. The Saurians have it rigged so they won't come into town. <laughs> That's very convenient. You guys, uh, you guys hungry? Yeah. Gods, yes. Yes, please. please. So he grab he got his tail sort of uh, holsters the pistol and then grabs two cans off of the shelf and puts the cans down in front of you. They're basically it's, it's you know lizard beets. It's canned beets. That's what he's got. Fuck it. Darius goes to town on those beets. <laughs> oh yeah. He's like. Just getting oh, tipping it back, tapping the bottom exactly. of the can. <laughs> exactly like. Two fingers, just scooping in there and pulling out what you can. Yeah, uh, is like, unfortunately, I don't have any place that's very dry. But uh, why don't you guys come downstairs? And he has got a hammock strung up above the floor, which is, you know, deep, you know, it's covered in dirty water, pretty deep. But he rigs up another couple of hammocks. Nice. And he goes, I suppose you guys are here for the energy signature information. Yep. <laughs> that's I mean, uh, honestly. We were told uh, we we're coming here for information. 
But we weren't given in details as far as what information. That's about all we know. Yeah. He'll, uh, he'll pull one of these glowing balls out of his pocket, and he hands it to one of you, whoever takes it. I mean, Blue's infinitely curious, so he will pluck it. What's this thing? Oh, well, that's all the information that Maestro wants. What is it, some sort of, like, data ball? Yeah, a lot of the phantom agents use them. They're just harder to, to crack if they fall in the wrong hands. Interesting. Uh, I don't suppose you guys are here to actually do anything about this corrupt energy. <sighs> well, we're here. What do you need? Oh. Uh, so, there is uh, a corruption in the energy of this reality. It's seeping in from a ruptured dimensional wall. Dimensional what? So, about ten cycles ago, Gekin scientists figured out how to break through the dimensional wall. Hmm. Um... Not long after that, the Naganaw rolled out troops with advanced weaponry and armor that the Gekin weren't prepared for. They forced all of the Gekin out of the cities and into the wilderness. And it was about the same time that these prehistoric creatures that were supposed to be extinct started popping up. And so what I've been able to figure out is this is all tied back to that event of the dimensional wall being ruptured. And it's still open and is leeching this corruption into the fabric of reality. And if that continues, this reality will die. Hmm. So obviously I'm from here and I found my old house, but there's no record of me ever existing here. Hmm. He's like, hold that thought. And he kind of clatters upstairs and then he comes back down and he has a bottle. And he hands you the bottle and he's like, drink this. He kind of narrows his eyes. Don't worry, I'm not trying to get you drunk to take advantage of you. Just drink it. Okay. Just pop the cork and tip it back. Okay. And then he takes the bottle back from you and he kind of looks at the label. And he's like, well, this isn't your reality. And then he puts the cap back on. Oh, thank God. This is a version of your world, but not the same one. It's an offshoot of your reality. He found that out from drinking from that bottle. Interesting. Yeah, his DNA registers on the bottle and then reads out on the label as to his dimensional signature. Ooh, that's fancy. I like that. It's Lore Master Life. Um, <laughs> life? So... Boink, 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 And the little shades come down. <laughs> oh, boy. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that's just brutal. So there is a... There you go. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. It's the BLOO. Now, see, now you got me doing <laughs> yes, it. Yes. Um, nice. Yes. The, the uh, is complete. There is, a, there is a resistance movement. So I've been giving them information on the sly because we need to shut down this dimensional corruption before it's too deep seated within the reality. And we've tracked it to this research facility across the shallow sea. The anomaly or the resistance? The resistance will help us. Mm. But the anomaly itself is in the, in this research facility across the shallow sea. Oh, Beppos, you're speaking my language. What you like? You like the sea? No, resistances. And oh, okay, and gotcha. Right. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, I do like seas too. Both the letter and um, bodies of water. Oh, Lord, never really cared too much about the letter. But you know, I mean, whatever you like. He's just watching you two have this conversation. Like, what the <laughs> hell's going on? All right. So, um, do you have any 
I don't know, like an underground tunnel or cloaking device or something. The resistance will the resistance will help us with that, help us sneak you in. Well, I meant that more like facility, sneaking out of here. Yeah, we'll we'll take care of that. Oh, okay, great. But this facility is a secured facility. It's not going to be easy to get up there. The dimensional wall has to be closed, and any data that they have has to be destroyed. Otherwise, the cycle will just start over. Breaking stuff is what we do. So, like, how effective would, say, a large-scale explosion be? Well, that would be really good to shut down the, the doorway and destroy the information as long as you can get to it. Oh, my God. I'm so happy right now. <laughs> He's like, don't worry, buddy. Don't worry, you'll get your explosion. <sighs> it's just simple solutions. There's just something so relaxing about it. More importantly, are there any giant mechs? in this town that I can steal and play. It's got kind of a fetish. I mean, procure. No. Um, you have they to get only, your jollies off another day. Yeah. A they don't tear work rolls properly. Down the, uh, wherever they get this technology from, mm -hmm. they're not really prepared to use it. They're not, they don't have the proper skill set to repair it and keep it running at an optimal level. The batteries... Amateurs. are all dimension they're all energy matrices equivalent to clipper ships so the batteries should last for years or months but they only last for hours so we're, i think it's either the technology level of the planet they don't have the materials to keep them working at an optimal level so i think if we destroy the data they won't be able to re replicate the technology once the energy dies okay so this was like a stars align situation for them yeah, well, I have a theory on that too, but I, I don't have any proof, so I'm going to make contact with the resistance. I'll let you guys rest up. Appreciate it. That'd be fantastic. And then as soon as we can move out, get you guys out of town and to the sea, and then on to Garzette Prime, which is the research facility. It's a cool name. It is a cool name. I think you would kind of say that as he's climbing into the hammock. Yeah, it's named after the founder of Naganaw. Oh, Oh, it's, it's less cool, still a cool name, even if it's an asshole. I mean, yeah, I guess. All right, guys. And he kind of, and he kind of walks up the, t -t 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 up, up uh, and then closes the door to the basement. I miss the salsa verde. Good night, John boy. I don't know what that means. <laughs> and then he just goes to sleep. <laughs> just turns away from you with your weird human references. <laughs> Which is funny because I keep making the references, but Darius is not from Earth. <laughs> it's like, it's well, like, they had their own version. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's called uh, Little House on the Plains, Little Shanty on the Plains. <laughs> That's not even what that reference is from. It's reference is that from Little from House the on the Prairies. No, it's the Waltons. Oh, it is the Waltons. Ah, damn it! The I should yeah, penalize yeah, you yeah, for that in some fashion. Lose a Benny. Reference. Yeah, no shit. Uh, that's, well, this is the Space Waltons. Yeah. Space Waltons. That's even more terrifying. Space Waltons. Good night, John Bot. Sorry. John Bot. John Bot. Meep, meep. Beep, beep, beep. Beep, 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 beep. Good night, everyone. Good night. Shutting down. Boom. <laughs> so, the next morning... The uh, basement door will be open when you guys wake up and you guys can head upstairs. Beppo's has the front of the bar sort of blocked off because all the windows are busted out. So he's got that boarded up so you can't see outside. 
uh, and he'll come out from around the corner. And again, Vepos is a Gekin, but he's like a dark colored Gekin. Mm-hmm. He uh, has some, what basically it's oatmeal prepped for you guys to eat. You guys have recovered your fatigue mm-hmm. uh, and one wound. So what is he like? Like black? Uh, he's like a really dark blue. Okay. With some light blue coloring in, in parts of his arms and legs. Whereas, whereas blue is like electric blue. Right. It's not not very stealthy color. Electric no. booga blue. So Vepos is like, do you guys sleep okay? Everything all right? Been a while since I slept in a hammock, but you get used to it. Yeah. So uh, appreciate it. So we're counting that as like rest, rest, right? Yes. Yeah, buddy. Oh, yeah, I am fully juiced now. Well, I mean, that's not Uh, the rest. That's the oatmeal. Yeah, either way, I don't give a shit. Really good oatmeal. Whatever it is, man. That's oof. I feel charged. Oh, yeah. There are multiple knocks on the side door. Beppo's kind of motions you guys to keep it down, and he sort of scutters around to the side door. His pistol and take cover. Yeah, same. Darius is going to kind of creep around and... uh, Get into like a door behind a doorway, take cover. So he will return a moment later with a, a Saurian who's dressed in civilian clothes. He's got dark red scales and beady yellow eyes. He's like, This is Stemps. Uh, he's with the resistance. He's going to help. And we can trust the Stemps. Yes, absolutely. Why would a Saurian help us? He kind of waves and he goes, We're all kind of, you know. We all have the same kind of blood, don't we? He kind of raises his hands. He's like, Gekin never did nothing bad to me. Fair enough. I can attest to this, Blue. Sometimes people that have done the worst things or from the worst people can try to make amends for what they did. It's not how it is in my experience, but I'll take your word for it. You know, just holster his gun. So there is a supply caravan going out today. You're going to be part of the debris that's being moved out. I'm going to be driving the truck. So we're going to get you guys hidden and loaded onto that truck. All right. And once we're safely out of town, I'll let you guys out. And then we'll travel to the shallow sea where we're going to meet up with Grena, who's a friend of mine who's going to help us get across the sea. Did you say Rena? Grena. Oh, Grena. Sounds like a plan, Stan. So he's got these two barrels that he's going to put you guys in. You both have uh, small oxygenator units in there just in case. He's like, don't use these unless the red light comes on. You got it. And then... Um, He's actually kind of familiar with this kind of thing. Having, yeah, having, smuggler-y. Having smuggled. Oh, I gotcha. I was like, what are you used to being in a barrel? No, he's <laughs> used to putting people in barrels. Oh, that's dark. Well, I mean, it's usually for escape purposes, not necessarily human trafficking purposes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he's not a monster. Yeah, he's just greedy. But yeah, I mean, he'll he'll hop in without a without a worry. So he'll get you guys loaded up and gets the barrels moved to the front door. 10, 15 minutes later, you guys feel the barrels moving and you can hear Saurians talking. And then you hear Stemps like, oh, it goes on truck, you know, 37, that's where it goes. And they're like, okay. And get, you feel you guys get jostled around a bit and then loaded and then you feel movement. The red light will come on once. You hit the little button on the oxygenator. It cycles the air. So you can breathe and not be sick. And then it goes on for a while, and then the truck stops, and there's some noise surrounding you, and eventually the barrels will pop open. And then you see Stemps. He's like, hey. Ooh. Ah, jeez. Oh, he stretches himself out, and he's like, ooh, that was a, that was a cramped little situation. All right, so where are we? You should try being smaller. 
<laughs> okay, I'll get right on that. So where are we going from here? Um, he goes, well, we're going to, it's a couple of days drive. There's a little town we're going to stop at, but it's friendly. It, it's anti-Nogginaw. It's a little tiny village. We're going to stop there just to rest, and then we'll head on to the sea. My kind of place. I almost feel like we should maybe, like, uh, throw a cloak on Blue or something. No, I'm not really worried about him. I'm more worried about you. Me? Yeah. If the rumors are true, other Gekken aren't going to like you. Yeah. If the rumors are true, what rumors do you have? I haven't done anything to the people here. So, the rumors going around the Resistance is that a humanoid came through that dimensional portal and gave the Nogginaw this technology. You kind of fit the description, more or less. Huh. To be fair, Gekken kind of think all of you guys look the same. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> and you kind of, you kind of do. To be fair. Well, he had distinct markings, and he didn't have a name. He had a number. A number? Huh. Like a... Distinct markings and a number. Like number two? Something like that. I don't know all the details. I'm hoping that once we crack Garzette Prime, we'll be able to find out more information. Hmm. Would any of this sound familiar to Darius at all? No. Okay. Not really. Yeah, I didn't think you so. You don't have okay. the... You may not... You don't have the necessary details. Okie dokie. Well, I guess let's roll out. So, you travel throughout the day to this little village of Mir... And it is basically just like four buildings and a bunch of tree houses where people, where other Gekken live. As uh, Stimps and Blue kind of head towards the bar, they can get in okay. As soon as you get to the door, a bunch of Gekken are like, nope. Hmm. Like, no humanoids. Yeah, I mean, he's with me. So congratulations, he's not coming in. I mean... It's okay, Blue. You go meet with contact and I'll wait out here. It's not a big deal. I think you'd look kind of irritated, but nod. And uh, head inside. Okay. And to the guards, while he's gone, Darius is going to try to, like, small talk him, like, Where are you from? What are you doing? Ooh, you are a lovely shade of yellow. <laughs> Could I make a persuasion roll to try to make friends with some of the, <laughs> the Gekken hanging out outside? Uh, four. Okay, let's see. They hate me less. Yay. <laughs> so you meet Surly Sren. And he's like, he's like, I'm fine, but you smell poor. And he's like, oh, that smell coming off of you. Your kind is gross. And he kind of laughs. <laughs> yep, that's us. We're a stinky bunch. I mean, I haven't showered in a few days. Sometimes we smell like roses. He needs roses like uh, he... a sturly stain, something. Surly, Sren. Sren. Sorry. And he kind of pokes your sword with his tail. Yeah. And he goes, that's a big cutter. Where'd you get that? Actually, I picked it up after teaming up with my uh, my boy Blue over there. Originally on my world, we didn't have cool things like this. And then he takes it and like ignites it so the guy can see the blade. He kind of flicks it around, showing off a bit. He's like, now this thing, it will cut through like anything. Oh yeah? And he kind of goes over and he grabs a trash can. Nice. He's like, can you cut through this? And he kind of jiggles it around. He's like, I guess we'll see. Throw it at me. And he kind of whips it into the air. And you kind of womp, cut right through it. And he's like, oh. And he's like, mm -hmm. And he kind of walks over and he taps on the window. And he kind of leans in and says something. Yeah. He uh, has this big canister that comes out. And he goes, I just cut the top off. He's <laughs> like, uh, I don't think it's a good idea if you hold it. Perhaps set it down. He goes, what you, he goes what's the matter? You're not good enough with it? You can't cut it off while I'm holding it? And he kind of is jiggling it around. Uh, he's like, okay, here we go. So he, like, uh, drops down and kind of focuses for a second and does this uh, 
cool, like, uh, spinning flourish thing and slices the top right off of it. Okay, he's like, hey, good, and he starts drinking out, and he hands it to you. Nice. Uh, he starts to, like, Don't drink all back. of it. Don't drink all of it, smelly humanoid. <laughs> so I'll take, like, a half a sip, and then I hand it back to him. Okay, go ahead and give me a vigor roll. Ooh, dokie. Now you can see where Blue got all of his charm. <laughs> Ooh, six exploding. And a five, so eleven. So yeah, it doesn't it, the whatever weird Gekin ale this is, it doesn't impact you negatively. Yeah, even if it uh, tasted like shit, I'd be like, that's pretty good. Uh, you guys know how to brew here. So you got you you are are basically passing this back and forth mm-hmm. and shooting the breeze uh, inside stems and uh, blue sort of take a, a position towards the back and you get some food and you get something to drink and uh, somebody will bring a message over to Stemps and he sort of reads it and then as he he'll fold it up and just run his fingers along it and it will sort of like flash paper kind of burst into flames cool nice and he goes okay I know where we're meeting so I think we could sleep in the truck and then head out at first light yeah alright I'm gonna grab some food for Darius okay I'll just go order some extra extra food mm-hmm. and head out. Okay. Kind of toss him a, a, a doggy bag. <laughs> Why, thank you, Blue. Meet my friend Surly here. We're just uh, shooting the breeze. And he kind of looks Blue up and down. He's like, that's a horrible looking shade of blue. That's a what? It hurts my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't like it, don't look. Now you, you give off light in the dark. I don't know. And he's drinking. And he's like, look at you with your little vest. And he kind of pokes you in the side with his tail. Have you always been that shade of piss yellow? Well, rather <laughs> piss yellow than bright blue. I don't know about that. Like a that. little baby's wrapping. <laughs> he does look like a baby's wrapping. <laughs> yeah, you're like a baby color. Yeah, why don't you keep drinking, pal? Well, well I'm not sharing any with you. Uh, that's for sure. Yeah, well, and there's none left. That's fine. Only pansies drink that shit. Oh, says <laughs> the baby blue kicking. <laughs> and he kind of wanders off back to his post. I think he'll just kind of smile and shake his head. That's pretty normal around here. Never let it be said that I'm not a man of the people. And uh, you guys will crash in the truck. Just go ahead and rest up in the in the truck. I don't think... Uh, crash down, bed up for the night, and head out in the morning. I don't think there's right, anything then. else that Blue would want to do. Uh, here. All right. You'll uh, head off at first light, and then you'll arrive by the end of well, late afternoon at the Sunken Sea. The port city there is long abandoned. As these Crosorians mm-hmm. have been reintroduced, they've sort of taken root in the shoreline of the shallow sea, which has made fishing impossible and any sort of industry on the shallow sea impossible and has moved all the residents inland or towards Naugana-held cities. You can say it's it's made fishing impossible? Yes, it's fishing impossible. <laughs> I didn't catch that. Mm-hmm. Dun, 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 yes, dun, when you dun, throw out dun, puns dun. like that, you got to let us know because sometimes we miss them. <laughs> but congratulations, that is a, that is a, a first class what uh, pun. Thank you. Thank you. Not Benny worthy. Yes, I'll throw you a Benny. Yes. For your pun. (laughs) All right. That was fantastic. I guess I was fishing a little bit. I was trying to load something while you were, but before you started crying for your Benny, (laughs) I got distracted. It's my own fault. (laughs) But my Benny. Baby blue. Baby blue crying for your Benny. So Stemps will warn you about the Corsorians 
along the shoreline. He says you don't want to be near the water's edge at all if you can. You always have to be on the lookout for them, especially after dark. They're very aggressive, especially towards Gekin. What else is new? For being your world, not a lot of things seem to like you. Yeah, this isn't my world. It is. It's like if everything went terribly wrong. Ah, yes. Darkest timeline. I see where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. Usually they're just obnoxious. The shallow sea was once this vast fertile valley with these two huge cities that encompassed most of the valley. But then there was some sort of like an almost like an earthquake and the whole thing sunk, sort of just dropped into the sea and formed this freshwater sea that spans these hundreds and hundreds of miles that used to be this valley. The same thing happened on your world. And so as you cruise out into the sea, when the sun shines, you can see the ruins of the city beneath the surface. Hmm, that's cool. So just before dark, this small cloaked figure will come out of the underbrush. She'll throw back her hood and she's this yellow and green Gekin. And as she approaches, her eyes lock with blues and she kind of like stops for a second. Oh. And then she kind of like continues forward. She's like, I'm Grena. Kind of leans into Darius. She wants it. Sorry. <laughs> oh my word. <laughs> yeah, that went on for like about five seconds too long. Good. I, was, I thought you could keep going. I was giving you a background. No, music. I was I counting down. I was, I was just waiting for you to <laughs> apologize for what long. you've I done. I was like, this is getting awkward. Why'd you keep talking? Uh, and Stemps will be like, oh, good. Gren is here. Didn't even have to say anything. And they greet each other. <laughs> Gren is one of the resistance leaders. She's going to help us get through the shallow sea. A pleasure. <laughs> she kind of smiles and then looks away. Kind of give a smug look at Darius. <laughs> he just kind of shrugs and he's like, eh? Well, you, you call you call dibs. <laughs> <laughs> call dibs. Um, call dibs. I was going to say, because if you weren't going after it, Darius was. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have any hang-ups as far as scales go. Hey, I mean, that's Blue would appreciate that. Your open-mindedness, yeah, I guess? Yeah, yeah. Well, he'd be insulted if he wouldn't even try or be interested at all in one of his kind. Yeah. That's an insult. As Blue has the, literally has the quote, no scales, I bails. Yeah, no scales <laughs> or I bails. <laughs> so you will camp for the night in one of the uh, ruins, uh, on the second floor of a ruined building. I'm going to draw a card for an interlude, high, low. One of you pick high or low. High. High yourself. Oh, All right, well, sorry. So, <laughs> It's a ace of uh, diamonds, and the other one is a queen of hearts, so it'll be blues interlude. So we can do as a backstory. So something you hear once or already has might be material possession, recognition, or political goal, or even a trip he wishes to take to some amazing destination. So you would want to tell a story about blues backstory, about something he wants or already has. None of your business, nerd. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think, um, so they're kind of hanging out there for the night? Yep. Uh, is it like a safe place for like a fire? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think they'd be kind of sitting around a fire. It says, um, you know, Darius. Yeah? You know how long I've wanted to get my hands on my own spaceship? Hmm. What do you mean your own spaceship? Are you speaking of the Salsa Verde? Yeah. I mean, you do seem very attached to her. Well, I've wanted one ever since I was a hatchling. Always wanted to fly one. Thought it might be a little more, you know, heroic how I got it, but, you know, 
You take what you can get. How'd you end up uh, coming into possession of Sauce? I don't think you've ever told me the story. Oh, that's a long story. That's a story for another day. Yeah? But I can tell you this. There's nothing in the galaxy that's going to make me give it up. Not a boy. But you... Never mind. I mean, about about the paint job. You know, it's... Wait, uh... Never mind. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. It, yeah. uh, it's amazing. It's it's the best ever. Yeah, it's great, right? It's really... It's the best. Just... This is the best paint job. It's the orange stripes, right? Yes, it, it, it does look pop. like it's tearing ass across the in-between. I will give it that. That's because it is when I'm driving it. So, what uh, makes it so special? Why that ship? What sells you on the salsa verde? You know, I think that's just kind of kind of also tied into how I got it. If you're lucky, maybe one day I'll regale you with the tale. But uh, I'll have you know, people are still telling stories about it. Like whom? Uh... You know, people. Oh, you mean just like any people, like just randomly? Mainly the people I stole it from. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Anyway, I'm gonna go get a drink. Uh, we talked pat about you so roughly on the yeah. shoulder. <laughs> Wait, so we're in a stolen ship, and he just like walks away, just disappears around the corner. Blue, don't think we're not talking about this later. <laughs> uh, and then Grana kind of follows you. She goes, "I'd love to hear the story about how you stole that ship." Well, I'll tell you all about it. Kind of <laughs> wrap his arm around her shoulders. <laughs> And he's gone for the night. Nice. So, dawn the next day, uh, Stemps sort of rouses everybody, and he has a a small boat that he is going to load everybody and some gear onto, and he starts to, to row the ship out into the shallow sea. As the sun comes up, you can see the ruins beneath the water. So Stemps will, once you get to a certain position, he says, we don't have a lot of time. We want to avoid the Crosorians. It's about 30 feet down. Are you guys pretty strong swimmers? Uh, no one yeah, said anything right. about swimming, but uh, yes, uh, I can handle it. We have to get to the, to the bottom. There's a sea cave. That cave leads to an open area. So we only need the, the rebreathers to get down there. Okay. Okay. As long as I have a read, uh, but we fine. can't waste a lot of time. There's a lot of Corsorians in the in the water. That yeah, will be all right. Ah uh, yes. And, well, the one we fought was uh, very wounded, and I don't wish to fight one that's at full health and ready to go. Yeah, I mean, stop talking for five seconds, and uh, Darius will tell you all about how he killed one. <laughs> Grena sort of wraps her tail around Blue's waist. She goes, "You killed Corsorian? Well, you know, it's not a big deal. Oh, it was a big deal. You should have saw him. He." Shot that thing right in the eye, and it uh, exploded out his brain. It was amazing. Well, it's, it all sounds great when you say it like that. And her eyes kind of flutter at Blue. <laughs> and that's where he got the nickname. Uh, they call him the Crosorian Slayer Blue. It's <laughs> like the best wingman in history. I know. <laughs> King King of the yep. wingmen. Yeah. Uh, yep, that's his middle name. Darius Wingman Skylark. <laughs> <laughs> You're named after a, your last name is after a really bad car. Yeah, the Skylark. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the Skylark. His last name Skylark. Uh, his father's yep. the Buick. Buick Skylark. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the Corvair. My dad Buick. No, I mean, Anywho. if you have a mech, can they like transform? Maybe it transforms into one. That'd be pretty sweet. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. I need to be like, yeah. awesome oh, is a really strong word for the scenario that you're describing, but <laughs> I digress. A robot that turns into a Cadillac? Uh, I'm That's sorry, called Transformers. Exactly. And your point? Didn't they make a bunch of terrible movies about that? Yeah. <laughs> about and, that. Oh, it's a hot take. 
hot take, bad movies. I don't like. Uh, didn't I, anyway. Um, so they've got you guys in position. So both of you would need to make a swimming roll, which is athletics. So you'll make an athletics roll at no penalty, but the second athletics roll will be at minus two. Okay, okay. Well, that's so good. first one, first no penalty. First, no penalty. Okay. That's a five for me. Yep, five for me as well. Okay. So you have the little rebreathers, uh, and you start moving uh, downward. As you get below, there's more of a current. Stemps has no issue sort of navigating it, and Grena seems to be moving pretty well. Stemps is going to stop and point behind you guys, and then motion for you to kind of hurry. Yeah, like hurry the fuck up. Mm-hmm. All right. Seven minus two, five. Five. Okay. Mm, ooh, six exploding. Fuck yeah. Ooh, six exploding. Fuck yeah. Five. Holy shit. Like Aquaman. I know it, like fucking dolphin style. Now I'm like, nice. Breather off to the side. And he's like, I have found my home. <laughs> just suddenly, a trident appears in his hand. <laughs> I'm like, my bright saber becomes I, a fucking. Trident. I thought it'd be more like, uh, <laughs> not a trident appears in his hand, but a blue and yellow fish sort of swims up next to him, becomes his friend. Yeah. Uh, a dolphin swings just, by, he grabs onto it. its fin. We just put our foreheads together. We just understand each other. It's like, <laughs> I just saddle up him. I shall name you Silva. Hi ho, Silva. Away. <laughs> the coolest, the coolest discount Aquaman in the multiverse. Kmart Aquaman. Kmart Aquaman. He's water dude. Water, um, water fella. <laughs> water fella. Oh gosh. Um, guy. <laughs> You will, uh, you'll get into this old ruined structure and then into a, a cavern that's sort of filled with sort of the stale air smell. And Stemps is behind you guys, and he's like, well, there's like two big Grossorians swimming around. I was really afraid we wouldn't be able to get in here. Yeah, so I he think it's shakes. something like that. But, uh, yeah, it's pitch black in these tunnels. So, basically, everybody can see okay except for Darius. Eh. It was in complete darkness. Why can't you see good? He like points over to the side and is like, everyone look! And then when everybody looks, and then look back at him, he's just like waving his hand in front of his face. I can't see. <laughs> <laughs> you need to what? behave yourself. <laughs> it's not the time. I'm just kidding. Come on, we don't we have a tyrant to take down or something? Yeah, something like that. So are you just basically going to try to lead Darius through the darkness? Yeah, he'll put his hand on his shoulder. He's not holding hands with him. Yeah, because I assume we're trying trying to stealth our way into this place, so I'm not going to ignite my sword. I'm just going to have a hand on uh, Blue's shoulder and let him lead me. And if I hear, like, a scuffle, then, then the blade comes out. But, uh, but in the meantime, I'll keep it under wrap. Yeah. Okay. So he's like, let me know when it's go time, Blue. You got it. Thank you for listening to the Nexus Watch Podcast. If you enjoyed, feel free to follow us on our various social media. You can follow us on Twitter at Nexus Watch Pod, on Instagram also at Nexus Watch Pod, or you can find us on Facebook by searching Nexus Watch. Please drop us a positive review on the platform of your choice.